Nation. What is up, bros? Anybody care to lax? Welcome back to the Crease Dive presented by Barstool Sports. Today is Saturday, May 4th, and it is conference championship weekend yes you heard that correctly it's saturday uh a day later than our regularly scheduled friday releases so be it listen i figured you know it made more sense to wait until after these last couple uh conference semifinal games were finished up so that we could put out a full episode full of just straight conference championship previews uh but yeah so recording this right now, it's it's Friday night. It's late on Friday night, right after all those semifinal games just wrapped up. So we had the Ivy League semifinals tonight. We also had the Patriot League semifinals tonight. And yeah, so I mean, we've got, uh, so I guess we've got 10 games left before Selection Sunday, um, and they are all conference championship games. So, uh, so yeah, f- I mean, Friday night, what a night of lacrosse. And it all got started off with the troops. Shout out to the troops. Thank you for your service. They defend our nation. And and I feel so comfortable in the troops defending freedom and, and the pursuit of happiness and liberty for all after they defended the shit out of the Loyola Greyhounds and Pat Spencer. So Army comes away with a huge seven to five win over Loyola in the Patriot League semifinals. Pat Spencer, three out of the last four games for Loyola. He has not found the back of the net. He ended tonight with just one assist on the day. So, I mean, I I don't know exactly what's going on with Pat right now. I don't know if he's, if he's a little bit banged up. Um, I mean, it definitely seems like it, uh, but like, I don't know, man, for, if if you watch that game, uh, I mean, he it just wasn't the same Pat Spencer that we've been used to seeing since the moment he stepped on campus at Loyola. I mean, like he was just like dropping random passes tonight, um, you know, and that's something that like we've never really seen out of him before. Like even if he's not like out there just like scoring goals on goals on goals on goals, like he's at least playing like a really really solid game um you know and he's making things happen and he's making the right plays and he's i mean the the guy rarely ever makes a mistake and he was just like dropping passes today so um like i don't know if that's just the pressure that a that a poll like johnny surdick uh you know puts on a player like pat spencer i mean surdick's one of the best polls in the nation uh he's an absolute fucking animal it's no you know, it's 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 no uh, no coincidence that he ended up being a, a first round draft pick in the PLL this this you know a couple weeks ago. Um, but I yeah, I mean Loyola held to five goals in the Patriot League semifinal against Army, uh, and and Army they will be playing against Lehigh in the Patriot League championship on Sunday afternoon. So Lehigh, they come away with a 10-9 win over Chris Gray and the Boston University Terriers. Uh, just a, a huge game out there for, listen, I'm, I'm going to pump pump the tires a little bit, pump the tire, couple couple guys who, uh, you know, from the hometown, Springfield Delco, shout out to Delco Lacrosse. James Spence in net and Lucas Spence at attack. The Spence brothers were just fucking snapping off all night long. Lehigh gets out of there with a 10-9 win. Um, I mean, an, an unbelievable season. 
for Chris Gray. Uh, I believe he ended with 111 points. I could be off by like one or two there. Pretty sure he ended up with 111 points on the season. Just a preposterous, preposterous year for Chris Gray. Uh, recurring guest on the crease dive, not a big deal. Um, but yeah, that that should just about do it for BU season. So Lehigh and Army, that'll be the uh, Patriot League conference championship on sunday um real quick should mention like you've, you've probably figured out by now like i've been going on for a few minutes here but uh this is just going to be a, a solo episode just just jordy out here writing friday night about some lacrosse by himself um but yeah so it, it's just going to be me here but uh you know we're, we're, we're fired up after a, a wild night of lacrosse uh because so lehigh gets out of there with a with a one goal win as does the Penn Quakers. So Penn, I mean, this team right here, holy shit. So Penn dropped their first three games of the season. Now, to be fair, like those were all quality losses. Like if there is such a thing, like they lost to Maryland, Duke, and Penn State. So, I mean, Penn State, they're the number one team in the nation. Uh, Maryland, I believe that they are four in the nation right now, and like with the media poll and shit like that. Like, obviously, that's going to change uh, because they lost to Hopkins and shit like that, but whatever. Um, and then uh, Duke, so they're seventh in the nation, like as of right now. So, those are all top 10 losses. So, they, I mean, they started off the season with a fucking gauntlet. Go 0 3. People are like, ah, like, Whatever, it's not Penn's year. No, wrong, dead wrong. Couldn't be more wrong if you fucking tried because since dropping their first three games of the season, Penn has rattled off 10 straight wins for the Quakers. 10 straight wins, and they kept it going last night against Brown in the Ivy League semifinal, and they held on for a 13-12 win. Now, it probably ended up being a little bit closer than they wanted it to be. I mean, like it was like a 10, 5, 11, like they had like a comfortable lead built up there, like a nice, like five goal lead. And that's kind of what I was expecting in this game. Um, trying to think about what they did against Brown earlier in the year. Like, I, I don't think that they, they might've be Brown by like seven goals in the regular season. Um, so, you know, when they were up by five, I was like, all right, like, here we go again. Like, you know, Penn's going to walk their way into the, into the Ivy league final. Um, but, but then Brown just, just went off a little bit. Um, and, and this goal, like, so obviously, I mean, this is a podcast, so like, it's just audio. So like, I, uh, the, the video aspect of, of what I'm about to talk about here is pretty much irrelevant since you're just listening to this right now. Um, but this goal from Luke McCaleb on Brown, <laughs> Now, if, if you're listening to the podcast, I'm assuming that you're already a pretty big lacrosse fan. And if you're already a pretty big lacrosse fan, chances are you've already seen this goal. But this goal from Luke McCaleb on Brown, potentially the, the filthiest goal that we'll see in Division One college lacrosse this year. So, um, you know, Brown, they, they end up kind of just gilming it down the field. Uh, so there's a loose ball at the top of the box. Brown's battling for it. They pick it up. Uh, so, I mean, it's not exactly like a fast break, but it is like a broken play that ends up kind of like a four on three. Gets kicked down to, to the, you know, 
basically the same way like in a, a regular fast break L works and then gets back over to so cross crease Luke McCaleb on that bottom right spot jumping through the air one-handed snags it midair bang boom back of the net turn and rake again it's it's video so it's like hard for me to explain like what's going on right now but you probably already saw it but this goal it almost made me sad that Brown lost the game because like that's one of those goals that that goes in and you're like oh fuck like that is a that's a statement goal right there like that's a goal where like if if Brown wins that game and they go on to win the the Ivy League uh the the Ivy League Conference Championship like if they go into the NCAA tournament like that's the first goal and the last goal that's like on the season highlight tape of like hey like look at the shit that we did right there. So that was a, I mean, that was a huge goal, um, but credit to, to Penn for being able to hold on there with that, you know, that last little push from Brown. And I mean, 10 straight wins is no joke. I mean, they've, I mean, they're now seven and zero in the Ivy league and they will be going up against the Yale Bulldogs who, uh, so I, I mean, at, at the time that I'm recording this right now, it's it's still it's the end of the third quarter, but I mean Yale is up twelve to five on Cornell. Um, so I mean that that's just a good old fashioned dick kicking. I mean we had TD Erlen, uh, you know, winning a draw forward, going on a break, and just stuffing it on younger brother Chase. So the Bulldogs they are absolutely buzzing, and I mean that's a team right there where they're defending national champs and. And they lost Ben Reeves last year to graduation. So they're defending national champs, not returning their Tawarton winner. And they still only have two losses on the season, and both of them were in overtime. So the first one to start off the season was to Villanova in, in just one overtime. And then they lost in, I believe it was triple overtime to Penn earlier in the year. So, I mean, that's going to be this Ivy League final is going to be a champ, or not a champ. Well, yeah, it is going to be a championship, but it's going to be a rematch of. Uh, you know, one of the the tighter games that we've seen all year, Triple OT. Um, but yeah, I mean, for for Yale to come back after winning the national championship, losing Ben Reeves, but then they bring in TD Erland, so they get the Ivy League Player of the Year again. Like, not a big deal. Must be fucking nice. Uh, but yeah, what I mean, what a game that's going to be. I mean, Lehigh Army is also going to be a huge game. So this weekend right now is setting up to be like. This lacrosse season hasn't been like quite as chaotic as seasons in the past, and, and I think that's because like some of the teams at the top, like teams like Penn State, um, you know, teams like Yale, like they they've been pretty stable. Um, you know, we've been pretty used to like seeing teams be in that number one spot for like two weeks tops, and then they get bounced. Like Penn State was like, nah, fuck that, we're just gonna kind of hang out in here this this whole time. Um, but this weekend has a chance to be pure chaos. And you look at some of the teams that are on the bubble right now, like teams like, I mean, Cornell's going to be on the bubble once they end up losing to Yale here. Um, you know, Maryland's going to be on the bubble. Uh, you know, like if, if you're a bubble team heading into this weekend, you are shitting your pants because like think about what can happen here. I mean, already, already we already have uh, you know, if if like Army ends or even if 
Army or Lehigh, like no matter who wins that that Patriot League final, like that was a spot in the tournament that was most definitely going to Loyola. Like I feel like everyone kind of just put Loyola in that AQ spot for the Patriot League, and and now they're out of it. But like they're so they're an at large bid team for sure. Like without a doubt, um, you know, even though they've they haven't been great. In the second half here of the season, and again, you know, you talk about Pat Spencer being held scoreless for three out of Loyola's last four games. So, like, but I mean, they're still an at-large team, like without a doubt. So that means that the Patriot League is now a, a two-bid conference. Where before, like, I would always say that they were probably a two-bid conference, just because I think that you know those those teams deserved it. But like before, you could at least make the argument where if there were teams on the bubble, um, that that maybe you would just do Loyola winning the the conference and then everyone else kind of just gets fucked. But no, like now the winner gets in and Loyola gets in. So right off the bat, that's a like a bubble team wasn't expecting Loyola to get a, an at-large instead of an AQ. So boom, you're fucked right there. Um, you know, and then you, you look around at some of the other games. Like, so... You know, I I, th- I think the biggest one on the schedule is going to be, uh, I believe it is a 4:30 game that'll be on uh, CBS Sports Network, Denver and Georgetown. So this is the Big East Championship today, 4:30, Denver and Georgetown. Now, this is what I had to say about this matchup. Um, you know, earlier in the year, so the regular season. So I believe that they played sometime around like the end of March. Um, you know, and and what I said in that game, so Denver was like just coming off of a loss to Princeton. I believe it was Princeton. So so I knew for a fact that Denver was gonna have to avenge that loss. Like, you know, that it's it's not a program that's gonna lose too many games in a row. Um so they had they had Georgetown up next, and it's like, all right, like they're they're not going to lose to Princeton and then Georgetown. Um, but right off the bat, like I I had a sense on uh, you know at the end of March that this was going to be the game that would end up being the Big East final. Like you know Villanova, like no offense, but like I I just, I just haven't been able to buy into Villanova. So like I've always thought that Georgetown was the second best team in the Big East. So what I said is that Denver was going to kick the shit out of Georgetown in that regular season matchup, but then Georgetown was going to end up beating Denver in the rematch in the Big East final. So what happened? Well, Denver went out there and they beat they beat Georgetown, I believe it was 16 to 9, like a, a thorough shit pumping. Um but now think about it. We I've been talking about this for weeks and weeks and weeks and months and months and months and years and years and years at this point, nobody loves fucking with the NCAA tournament more than Bill Tierney. It is his favorite thing to do. The man is like, he's, he's, he's the little finger. If college across is game of Thrones, Bill Tierney is little finger because he is just throwing chaos all over the place because he, he loves losing the biggest tournament because then another team gets that that AQ and he knows that Denver is going to be a team that gets in at large no matter what. So, like if if Denver wins the Big East tomorrow, like they're in and Georgetown they're they're not getting an at large. But if Georgetown wins this game, like I predicted at the end of March, 
well, all of a sudden Denver is stealing and Denver's taking another spot from a bubble team there. So, I mean, Georgetown would, would be, uh, you know, the, the bid thieves, but it's really going to be Denver because like, this is a game that they should win. They, they won by seven um, earlier in the season, but I could definitely see Georgetown coming in here and getting the win, getting that AQ and then Denver being, you know, so a team like Cornell, who, you know, you, you could think, you know, if we're talking about the Ivy League, like, uh, you know, the, the winner of that conference obviously gets in. So whether it be Yale or Penn, but no matter what, both of those teams are getting in. Like they're they're both top three teams in the nation right now. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're getting an at large regardless. So like whoever that game barely matters at all. It just depends on like seeding. But for for a team like Cornell, I mean, they're going to need some help. Uh, like they're going to need a team, you know, with, with Loyola already having to get an at large. Now, like the spot for them is pretty much like already taken. It's definitely going to be taken. If Georgetown wins the big East today at, at four 30. So, um, I, I mean, I, I think that today has a chance to be really, 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 really fucked. Um, as if, if you're a bubble team, which is like, it's going to be great if you're a lacrosse fan. Um, but if you're a, a bubble team, it's definitely going to be tough. So, um, but yeah, so that, that'll be the, the big East final. So Georgetown, Denver, that's a four thirty game on CBS sports network. Again, I'm going to stick with my original prediction there. Um, that Georgetown wins the matchup. Uh, and, and it's not, because they're necessarily the better team. I mean, like they're still a, a very good team. I mean, like this is a team uh, they went 12 and four so far this year. And like they had like their losses are, are very qual. besides that, like one goal loss to Marquette, but like, I don't know whatever. I guess that was just like an off day, um, you know, but then they got like, they have guys like Jake Caraway and, and Daniel Baccaro, who, I mean, those are both 70 plus point scorers on the year. So like, like without a doubt, Georgetown's a team that deserves to be in the tournament. It's just I, I don't think that they would get in without beating Denver in this title game. And I could definitely see Bill Tierney being like, like, listen up, boys. Like we we got a spot already with a you know with a net large. Let's just kind of take this game off and um, you know let, let's just stay kind of healthy heading into the NCAA tournament. And on that same note. Let's uh, so from the Big East, let's go to the Big Ten because the Johns Hopkins Blue Jays, this fucking team right here, Hopkins, man, they are the they are so hard to get any sort of a grip on. Hopkins is like, I don't even know how to explain this team because they're just they are so inconsistent. So, like, anytime you want to count them out you're going to end up looking like a fucking idiot. Anytime you're going to jump on that Hopkins bandwagon, you're going to end up looking like an idiot. Like, no, whatever you think they're going to do, it's going to be the complete opposite. So in, in the span of six days, Johns Hopkins, a team that like is good for sure. Like I, I'm not taking anything away from Hopkins. Like you guys can relax a little bit. Like I I've said it a million times. Like I love when Hopkins is great. Like I think that it makes college across better with that being said, like they're, they're just not a team that I would necessarily like, 
put like a ton of stock in, be like, hey, like this team's a mortal lock. But in the span of six days, they beat Maryland not once, but twice. And and the thing about that is that the the way that they did it in the second game, so in the in the Big Ten semifinal, they were down six two at halftime. Like after after beating Maryland already to close out the regular season. So they're down six two, and and you're thinking to yourself, all right, like Tillman and the Terps, they they managed to adjust. They studied the film. They knew what went wrong in the first game. They made those adjustments. They've got control of this one. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Because Hopkins comes out and they win the second half, ten to one. They get out of there with a you know what was that a twelve to seven win for Hopkins. So. I mean, they're riding high right now off of back-to-back wins over the Terps. Um, you know, but now now they're going into a game against Penn State where um, you know, it, Easter Sunday, that was a uh that was an Easter massacre. That was a 20 to 9 win for the Penn State Nittany Lions on Easter against Hopkins. It was uh like you 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 could smell that that ass kicking from a mile away like you you just knew it was a home game for penn state uh easter sunday like you just you knew that it was going to be an absolute massacre and and it was like 20 to 9 now you have to start thinking though like penn state they're the number one team in the nation and they've been the number one team in the nation for a while now um I mean, it, it's been definitely over a month since they've they've got that number one ranking, and you know we talk about it all the time about you know the curse of the number one does not affect Penn State whatsoever. So they're thirteen to one on the season. Their only loss was to Yale. That was a one goal loss, and I if that game was like thirty seconds longer, they tie it up and then they head into overtime with the momentum, and they probably win that game. But so they're they're one goal away from being an undefeated team this year, um, you know, and and they, I mean, they dismantled, completely dismantled, emasculated. Um, they ruined Rutgers in the Big Ten semifinals, and and the way that that kind of transpired too is like so. You know, Hopkins had back-to-back wins over Ruck, or oh, Hopkins had back-to-back wins over Maryland. Well, Penn State closed out the regular season with a one-goal win over Rutgers. So they then go into the the Big Ten semifinal. So that's a one-goal win over Rutgers. It's a pretty tight game. You're probably expecting a tight game in the Big Ten semifinals. Again, wrong. Eighteen to six. So they followed up a one-goal win over Rutgers with a twelve-goal beatdown. It was a bully fest over Rutgers. So, I mean, they're, again, clearly, not only are they in the tournament no matter what, but they are hosting a tournament game no matter what. So what I'm thinking right now is, like, this is this is a team that, like, they're banged up. Like, granted, Matt, he's, he looks like he's maybe, like, you know, he's, like, still, like, 80% or, or something out there. Like, he's not, like you know, completely just like hobbling around, but they're not fully healthy. So, you know, what I'm thinking right now is like, you know, Penn state, they might not put as much. Again, I I don't know though, because I mean, this could be like a Tambroni thing. Like Tambroni might not want to take the foot off the pedal. Um, 
But if for some reason they go into this game today and they're thinking to themselves, like, you know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe maybe let's like kind of take this one easy and and let's make sure that we just get out of here healthy heading into the NCAA tournament. Well, if Hopkins ends up winning this game again, that's that's like another like then you got to start worrying about like Maryland because if Loyola is already taken an at large bid away, and if if Denver loses the Georgetown, so if Denver's already taken an at large bid away. Like, so then like Cornell's already fucked, like they're out of here. Then if like, so Hopkins would then be like that next bubble team. But if they win the big 10 and Penn state gets to at large instead of the, the AQ, well, like then a team like, like Maryland might be very, uh, I mean, they could definitely be in, in trouble there. So like that, that's why. I think today is going to be, it, it really depends on like, uh, you know, kind of, kind of like what these teams are looking to do heading into, um, you know, he- heading into the tournament here. It's like, like, listen, like Penn state, like you, you guys already have this like wrapped up, like, yeah, like a big 10 title would be nice. And like, obviously you want to go into the tournament on a high note, but Again, it, it it's it's going to be pretty tough, and especially you know because like you think about the ACC, like no matter what, they're getting at least two, three. I I, I would say they're they're getting three teams in. I don't know what how I feel about Syracuse. Like I I know that they're nine and four on, but like getting four teams in would would be pretty tough, and so like you got to go. I mean Virginia Notre Dame they're they're playing in the final like they both got to get into the tournament um and then Duke's been one of the best teams all year even though they they kind of started to to drop off a little bit uh so like those would be my three teams in the ACC that get into the tournament so like I don't know like it if if Hopkins and Georgetown both win um t- later today then I I think I mean Cornell for sure Syracuse and Maryland are are very much in trouble. Um, you know, I can't even I don't even remember the last time that Maryland wasn't in the tournament. Um, so I mean that that would be that would be pretty interesting. Uh but yeah, so so moving on. So we talked about the Big Ten final. Uh we talked about the Big East final, uh, the ACC final rematch of 2018. So we've got Virginia versus Notre Dame. So uh I mean like you you think about what this Virginia program has been able to do. Like they went years without a win in the ACC like uh, at least two full years, like maybe even close to three full years. So I mean they went years without getting a win in the conference. Then they finally broke that that slump last year. And then they, they worked their way all the way up to the ACC uh, championship game in which they've got again, shit pumped by Notre Dame last year in that ACC championship game, 17 to seven. Um, but so a, cu- a couple things to keep in mind here though, is that in that ACC championship game last year, Ryder Garnsey had five points. Obviously he's not playing this year. So that's, that's going to be a little bit of a game changer. Um, and then also, I'm a big fan of of the fact that history repeats itself. 
So last year, uh, Notre Dame won the regular season matchup between those those two teams. So you know, Notre Dame regular season beat Virginia, and then the rematch in the conference championship, Notre Dame again just bullied the shit out of Virginia. So that's that's two wins in a row. Well, this year, this year Virginia they they got a thirteen to eleven win over Notre Dame in the regular season. So if you're a person who says, "Hey, history repeats itself," well. You know, whoever wins the uh, you know that regular season matchup ends up winning the ACC championship. So, um, you know, I, I, I guess you got to ride with Virginia there. And I, I just think that Virginia is just a, a lot deeper than Notre Dame. Um, you know, I, I think that that like that that team like they've won they've won like eleven out of their last twelve games, and that offense just fucking rolls on people like they just find ways to score and score and score and score um so i i think that virginia would be you know where, where the smart money's at um but yeah again i those again though are, are two teams that um will for sure be in the tournament regardless of who who wins i mean virginia they're 12 and th- again like virginia 12 and 3 duke 11 and 4 um Notre Dame eight and five, which like isn't like great or anything like that. But the fact that they're playing in the ACC championship, it's like kind of got to put them in. Like, um, so yeah, I mean, in, in the ACC, like I, like, I, I think, I think Syracuse is just beat for it just because, you know, especially with, with Loyola going out, like that's, that's the first bit thievery going on here. Um, and then we can expect, uh, you know, some more, like I, I, Again, I, I think that we would be naive to go into today without thinking that some some fuckery will be afoot. Um, so following, a, we'll, we'll keep going with today. Um, the CAA final, so that'll be Drexel versus Towson. Uh, I mean, shout out to Drexel. Like that's like the fact that they were able to to go up and and upset UMass. Um, you know, so listen, like it a team from Philly going up and, and upsetting a team from new England, you know, it's, it's been done before, you know, you can, uh, see super bowl 52, not a big deal. Um, with that being said, like Towson, they, they went through their, their rough, like if any team in the history of lacrosse has gotten fucked by the curse of the number one, it's, it's Towson. I mean, they were, they were number one for like, five minutes and then they went on to lose like four out of six games. Um, but they're, you know, they're, they're on the, uh, they're on the up and up again here. Um, you know, they, they've won three in a row. They also beat Drexel in the regular season. So I, I think that Towson comes away with, with this win, which, um, you know, it definitely, I'm, I'm trying to think like if, I mean, if, if Towson were to lose this game, like I, I think that they would be out which would be wild that they would be a team that was ranked number one in the nation and then didn't make the NCAA tournament. But I don't think that you could put them in if they, if they lose this CAA championship game. Like I think the CAA like has to be a a one conference or a one team conference. Um, But I I think that Towson takes care of business here. Um, You know, they're just, if, if there's, if there's one, actually, you know what though? I, I don't know, man. Like there, there are guys who are just like super. Um, it's not that they're like unorthodox, but they're just like 
you don't see a lot of players like them in college across like Drexel has, you know, between Colin mailman and, and Reed Bowers, like they're rebowering. Um, like they're just, they're different than like a lot of guys that you see. So like, I, I think that, I think that this game is going to be like super tight just because, um, you know, they, they just bring like different styles to the game. Like mailman, it's just so shaky. Um, you know, if you, if you want to send them right, he's taking you left. If you want to send him left, he's taking you right. Like he kind of play with, with any defender. He comes around and then rebowering too. is, is just, I mean, he's, he's a good old fashioned Canadian boy. Uh, you know, he, he's got a Minto cup to his name. So he, uh, you know, he, he gets nice and gritty in there. So, th- I mean, it'll be a tight game for Towson, but I do think that Towson is just, uh, I don't know. I, I, I just don't think that you can be ranked number one in the nation and then not, end up in the NCAA tournament. So you got to, you, if you get that number one ranking at any point in the season, you got to win your conference. Um, unless it's like ACC or big 10 or something like that, where it's like a bunch of different teams. Um, now the rest of the games today, like, like I'll be honest, like I, you know, b- between, between blogging, coaching, doing all this shit. Like I don't have, I don't have a chance to watch like every single college lacrosse game ever. So like, for the Northeast Conference, I don't I don't think I watch a single fucking second of NEC lacrosse. Um, but you know what? We got Hobart versus Robert Morris in, in the final. I've heard good things about Hobart. I think that Hobart is a program that that's on the resurgence a little bit. Like not like top 20 resurgence, but like they're I mean, I, I got Hobart over Robert Morris. Uh Quinnipiac versus Maris. So Quinnipiac, uh, the uh, the NBA on TNT crew, for some godforsaken reason, ended up talking about Quinnipiac lacrosse uh, right before the uh, the MAC uh, semifinal game. So I mean, yo, Quinnipiac is getting talked about in in the middle of the NBA playoffs. So that right there, that is just some. Uh, I mean, that's some clout right there that you can't come down from so like you you've got to you've got to play in the ncaa tournament if you have Shaq and and charles barkley talking about quinnipiac lacrosse so quinnipiac over marist uh hobart over robert morris um and the socon i gotta ride with her with our boy asher nolting and and high point over richmond um you know so they you know that was a one goal win for high point in the uh in the regular season uh you know, I think that this is going to be one of those games where where Asher Nolting decides that he he's just going to you know take the fuck over. So uh, you know, we we got you know we we got high point in that one. Um, again, it's it's weird though that like like high point <laughs> high point beat Duke and Virginia this year, and then they also lost to St. John's and Jacksonville. So like that doesn't make a, a lick of sense to me. Um, with that being said, High Point did like avenge that loss to Jacksonville by then going out and beating the shit out of the Dolphins seventeen to three later. So, like, I guess like all is forgiven a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I guess they, they just kind of went into that. I don't know. Maybe maybe they decided to have a nice little team party beforehand. Um, but yeah, so we got High Point as the SoCon champs. Uh, Hobart taking it with it with the NEC Quinnipiac in the Mac um, last one for Saturday. So, and not necessarily last one in terms of time, because I believe that this is a, uh, 
it's actually a pretty early game. So this is a noon game today on ESPNU with the Vermont Catamounts versus the UMBC. What are they, Golden Retrievers or just Retrievers? Pretty sure they're Golden Retrievers. Um, <coughs> the America East, man, what what a disappointing year it's been for the America East. I mean, you watch Albany go on that run to the Final Four last year, and and you know, uh, you know, Vermont also started off the year seven and zero. So like, like America East was almost at a breakthrough last year, and then this year happens, and there's there's only two teams in the America East who had a winning record this year, and and none of them had any fewer than six losses on the year. So, I mean, Vermont and Stony Brook, they were both, you know, they both had winning records, but they both had I believe six losses on the year. Um, you know, and then Stony Brook, I, they, they ended up getting upset by, by UMBC, who, you know, they're five and nine. So we got a five and nine team plan for the America East conference championship. It's disappointing with that being said, like Vermont's going to come out on top in this game. And I do think that Vermont is a team that's going to be a lot of fun to, to watch in their first round uh, tournament game. <clears throat> I don't necessarily know. I don't necessarily think that they're going to win a, a tournament game this year, but you know, they got a couple of young bucks in uh, David Klosterman and, and Tom McConvey who um, I mean, those are, those are a couple studs. So we got a, that's a PA boy and a Canadian who are just, absolute studs for vermont um you know and, and they got highlights on top of highlights on top of highlights so vermont's like a really fun team to watch like they do a lot of really cool shit out there especially offensively um you know so they're the catamounts are, are going to come out on top of the america east this year and and you know what good for them because they deserve to win that conference <clears throat> but i mean Amer america east it's it's tough but you know, I guess that that's just the way she goes sometimes. Um, so yeah, so those are your Saturday games. So again, my predictions will be: <coughs> I'm going Virginia over Notre Dame. We are going Georgetown over Denver. As much as I think that Penn State would probably be better off not playing, like I would almost keep Grandman out of this game just to make sure that he's healthy for the NCAA tournament. But I do think that Penn State beats Hopkins again. I mean, you can't beat a team 20 to nine and then lose to them later. Um, we got Towson over Drexel, Quinnipiac over Marist, Vermont over UMBC, High Point over Richmond, Hobart over Robert Morris. Um, staying on Saturday, real quick, little bonus D3 coverage here. Centennial Conference Championship, Saturday, 1 p.m., the Ursinus College Bears going up against the Gettysburg Bullets. <coughs> The Bears are buzzing, baby. This is a team of destiny. So the Bears, they're going to pick up their first win over Gettysburg in program history. They are going to win the Centennial Conference for the first time in program history. You can put it in the motherfucking books. The UC Bears on top of Gettysburg as they head into the NCAA Division Three tournament. Um and yeah, so that'll bring us right into Sunday where, so, you know, we, we started off talking about these semifinal games. Well, Sunday it is the conference championships for the Patriot league and the Ivy league. So a lot of fucking nerds on the field, man, a lot of nerds out there because this is uh this is academia at its best. These are student athletes. So we've got Penn versus Yale 
in the Ivy League final. Listen, I I gotta I gotta ride with the Philly squad on this one. All right. Um, <clears throat> I mean, just just because one, like you know, they they've already proven that they can play with Yale. They've already like a, a triple overtime win. Um, I mean, it's about as close as it gets. But that's the defending champ national champions. Um, they took them to the triple OT and got out of there with the win. So <clears throat> I gotta ride with Penn. But listen, let me school you sons of bitches real quick. All, all of you people out there, listen, I'm a Philly guy. I'm, you know, just Philly lacks, Pennsylvania lacks. So, you know, you, you could be, you could be Baltimore, you could be Long Island, you could be upstate New York, you could be, you know, Canada, the West, whatever. The state of Pennsylvania is the greatest lacrosse state in the nation in North America because we got Penn State playing in the Big Ten Championship. We got Penn playing in the Ivy League Championship. We've got Lehigh playing in the Patriot League Championship. We got Drexel playing in the CAA Championship. Like Pennsylvania runs shit in the sport of lacrosse, and don't you ever forget it. You know, we got we got the uh, the the NCAA National Championships coming to Philly Memorial Day weekend, hosted LaxCon in January. Got the PLL championship coming to Philly, so just that—that that, that's just a quick little rant. I didn't—I I didn't mean to get like too emotional about it, but I—I I just need everyone to know that Pennsylvania run shit, and specifically like Philly run shit. So, like, I'm—I'm just—I don't know. I'm kind of like sick and tired of people like, you know, like when when people like talk about lacrosse and they're like, oh, like Baltimore, 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 Long Island. It's like no, like you the conversation starts and ends with Philly and Pennsylvania. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I got to roll. Actually, I got to roll with the Philly squads in both of those games. So, um, you know, so I'm again, like Penn took down Yale in the regular season, uh, the same way that, that Lehigh took down army 11 to eight in the regular season. Um, you know, and, and it looks like, you know, some of those guys, you know, like Lucas Spence, they're, they're not a hundred percent healthy for sure. Um, but they're getting better than where they were. Um, you know, they, they they dropped a couple games there toward the end of the season, a, a couple couple bad losses, like a, a loss the whole <clears throat> But it looks like they're at a point right now where um, you know, not only are they, you know, hungry to win a to win a conference championship, but it also looks like they're starting to get a little bit more healthy out there. So, um, you know, I, I think that it was like probably a, a, a super it wasn't like too much of an emotional win for army over Loyola just because they were up pretty much the entire game and like Loyola was never able to get anything going. But to beat a team like Loyola and to keep a guy like uh Pat Spencer off the score sheet, like that that takes a toll on you. Like even if you are the troops, that takes a toll on you. Um <coughs> also AJ Barreto, who was an absolute freak the the kid went off in between the pipes for army um absolute monster between the pipes for army against loyola but he did take a few hits with with some dives and and he did look look a little like shaken up toward the end of that game so um you know listen he's he's an army guy he'll he'll probably be able to shake it off but that is going to 
you know, if, if he's hurt like a little bit and he's thinking about it while he's got, you know, shooters like Tristan Rye and, and Lucas Spence, you know, gunning away at him and he's in the back of his head, he's thinking about like his ankle or his leg or whatever, it, it's going to affect him at, at some point. So we're going Penn in the Ivy League and and Lehigh for the uh, for the Patlack. So, yeah, that right there, that is conference championship weekend, boys and girls. It is. I mean, it, it's what more could you ask for? We've got 10 games this weekend. Then we've got selection Sunday. And then the NCAA tournament is finally here. It is the greatest time of the year. Uh, so don't miss out on any of it. Make sure that you are following us on social media. We are at the crease dive on Twitter and Instagram. We'll, we'll make sure that we have all the highlights pumping out through all those social channels. Um, and yeah, just, I mean, follow along all weekend. Let us know what you're watching. Let us know what you're seeing. And let, let's have ourselves a weekend, boys and girls. And while we are having ourselves a weekend, we are forever and always keeping it low to high till the day we die. We out. Yeah, I'm going to take my horse through the old town road. I'm going to ride till I can't no more. I'm going to take my horse through the old town road. I'm going to ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in the back. Horse stock is attached. Head is mad at black. Got the bushes black to match. Riding on a horse. Ha, you can whip your Porsche. I've been in the valley, you ain't been up off that porch now. Can't nobody tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. Can't nobody tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. Riding on a tractor, lean all in my blood. Cheated on my baby, you can go and ask her. My life is a movie, boy riding in boobies. Cowboy hat from Gucci. Ranger on my booty Can't nobody tell me nothing You can't tell me nothing Can't nobody tell me nothing You can't tell me nothing Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road I'm gonna ride till I can't no more I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road I'm gonna ride till I can't no more Living like a rock star Spend a lot of money on my brand new guitar Baby's got a habit, diamond rings and Fendi sports bras Riding down Rodeo in my Maserati sports car Got no stress, I've been through all